hit us with it, Tove. What's up, everybody? We got a great podcast today. Uh, your your guest, our guest, is a very funny comedian, entrepreneur. Uh, I mean, some might say he's a battle rapper. He's on TV. He's on he's on the third or fourth season of Wild and Out. He's he's killing it. He's he's a fantastic friend of mine. Uh, so please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Brent Pella. Ooh, yeah. Sounded like an app that sounded like Ava. Remember Jake Sully from Avatar? I kind of hit that. I kind of hit it. Kinda bit. I kind of hit it. We're going to do a scat thing later. Hit it. Ooh, 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 ooh. All right, welcome that to was the a bad. I'm kind of I'm, I'm impressed by myself. Isn't he good? To be honest, he's very good, but I thought my singing is actually yeah. the star of what Can you put the, the B on? Put B, put, on. B on. put B on. Oh, it is oh, on. It is on. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. 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 What's, what's up, up podcast what's people? people? Yeah, what's yeah, up, what's podcast people? Welcome to another, another episode. Yeah. In another dimension. Where time and space are pigments of your Nice. I like that. Isn't this fun? It's, it's fun. fun time. Yeah, dude. This is great. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, bro. Uh, Brent, it's good to have you here. It's good to be here, bro. It's good uh, to be here. It's good to be close to you. Uh, yeah, man. It's been a while. I was on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Both of us talked about how doing podcasts are kind of hard, and I don't know if they're rewarding or not. We yeah. Don't, I don't want to talk. The jury is out. The jury is uh, out. I, I don't know. I do a podcast for about 16 and a half people, and yeah. um, I think they like it. Yeah, you know, I enjoy it. It's fun. I think it's cool to have yeah. another vehicle for expression. Yeah, I get that. You know, well, I have a lot of questions I want to get through, and I know you have a massage at seven. I o'clock. do have a massage, but uh, we have I plenty want, of time. And to it's real close by. Massage our brains so, before I get my body massaged. So, Topher, what I this first question does require music. So, okay. can you hit right. me with? Uh, let me hear the reverb real quick. Reverb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then let me let me press B and just turn. Press, no, to press B and turn it down now. Turn the knob down. Turn the knob. A little bit more. Yeah. Wow. Okay, great. Wow. So, yeah. The first question I want to ask you is, hit me with some chords. Is this a serious question? Yeah. Let's hear the chord progression. Let's hear it. Yeah, keep going. First question I want to ask you is why are you such a little bitch ass bitch? Why are you such a little bitch ass bitch? Can you please tell us why you a little bitch ass bitch? Yeah. Why you a bitch? It happened when I was young. My mom said I was dumb. I snuck into her cabinet and I ate all of her tums. She looked right at me and said, you cannot do this. And from then on, my mom called me a bitch. Then I went to school and they all called me bitch. And my teacher said, um, bitch. I said, here, that was the roll call, roll call. And my name was bitch and it was known by all. That's why, that's why you I'm a bitch. Though. You a bitch as bitch. Always been a bitch. That's why you a little bitch. You a bitch as bitch. I'm a bitch, Stop but I don't snitch. Like a little bitch. You I'm a bitch. You a bitch as bitch. My butthole got it. You a bitch. Got an itch. You a bitch as bitch. I'm a bitch. Oh yeah, that's what's that up. That's good, dude. That was good. That was good. We can make that a single. <laughs> Honestly, we're going to post that. We'll see how it performs, and we'll see if the people want the full song. Sure. Then we come back and make the full song. We're just trying to make little sound bites. Yeah. Loki, I know that. We, we, Brent and I know <laughs> oh, each other. That was completely freestyle. That yeah, was that, was, that was really good. Yeah. Uh, Brent and I... Um, lived we, together. We used to live together for four or five years. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we went our separate uh, ways. Uh, most we had a mutual divorce because both of us are bitch ass bitches, and we yeah. we had to do our bitch ass bitch things. That was a cool experience. Though. That was both cool. Of, both, both of us, us moving of, out at the same time for the same reason. Yeah, we were basically what happened was uh, we were both kind of thriving during the pandemic. During the I mean, quarantine. thank God for the pandemic. Otherwise, honestly, <laughs> that was the best thing that could. You know, it's fucked up to say, but no, it, it, it kind of really helped I'm us. Obviously, joking, but uh, we yeah. did so well because we focused on our work. And yeah. focused on, and we also pivoted, and we and focused on pivoting and finding different lanes to operate in. Yeah, and it worked out beautifully for both of us. And then you said, "Hey, I might move out, or maybe you can move out." That's right. And I was like, "I don't know if I can move out." And then we talked more, and I was like, "Wait, I think I can move out." And you were like, "Well, actually, I'm gonna move out too." And then we both moved out. We just upgraded. It was and, great. And then you know, it's funny. He he moved out first, but and this is unrelated to the podcast, but I think people might find some solace in this you know sometimes mm-hmm. when you're, you know in LA and I think you know people who never move or leave a place because yeah. it's rent controlled or it's a good deal or it's like and they I, don't want they don't they don't want to break their comfort zone yeah they're right they're afraid yeah and I, I'll tell you what when I moved into this place and I'm sure you had this we talked about this we moved into our our, our places are roughly the same amount of money a month but I, I was really scared I was really freaked out because neither of us have neither of us dropped that much money no it was more than double what our last more place than was. double yeah and uh, crazy, like we're doing, I would say we're doing better than we were when we... Better than we were when we moved out. Yeah. Because it's sustained so much. It yeah. is sustained. And, and I think, you know, I liken it to like, you know, you wear, you should try to put on a suit that's like a size bigger than you are. So mm-hmm. you have to grow into that shit. Yeah. Because yeah. you're never going to really know if you can afford something or you, you don't put, if you don't put yourself in a place where you can David Bowie said like, you should always, as an artist, you should always be kind of like in, not in the deep end, but right. A little in, uncomfortable. Right in the part of the pool where your feet barely touch the ground. Yeah. That's where you should always be. Yeah, that's um, that's a, a healthy way to think about having at least one panic attack a day. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, really well, living on the edge. Well, let's get right into it because right now you're in, you're doing your third or fourth season of Wild and Out. Just finished filming my third. Which, okay. Uh, today today uh, is actually the season finale of season seventeen, which was my second season. Yeah. Uh, my third season is season eighteen, and that comes out I think in July. Okay. So you, yeah. so, and w- what's really fascinating about this is kind of like, let's take us through this journey about how you became yeah. a featured cast member on Wild and Out because sure. it's really cool. And, yeah. and I think it's, it's going to speak volumes to all the other things you'd been working on. Like, I feel like it's yep. a culmination of so many things. Mm-hmm. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. Um, it goes back to, uh, my first cool, year. This is a, a cool story. This is a cool story. It's I'll cool. try to, I'll try to give you the story in a sound clippable. No, but we'll, we, we might cut you, it up. You'll cut stuff. it up. You'll yeah, chop yeah, yeah. it up. All right. So Topher uh, will chop it up. Topher will chop it up. Topher chops. Um, at Topher chops on Instagram. At Topher <laughs> that's chops. not true. That's not true. <laughs> at that's Topher kind of, chops. That's kind of it's good. him it's... chopping wood in his backyard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, there is there is a guy on TikTok who that you know, dude is wild. Dude, I watch you his see stuff. That, that guy's so good. That guy's so good. It it weirdly turns me on in like a not gay way. And it also makes you jealous. It totally makes me jealous. That's why it works because it's hot. It's hot. It, He's so he'll, hot. He'll, he'll chop it and he'll say shit like, fuck, fuck. He'll, yeah. say, he'll say it the way you would and say it. And then he'll it. just like look at the wood and then he'll look straight to camera and just walk away. And he's only wearing suspenders. And then you look at the comments and then it's like all these middle-aged women like sweating. And yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, like and then, or it's guys that are like, hey, chill, man. My mom's on this app. Chill, right, my right, girlfriend's right, on right, this right. app. Everybody be cool, bro. <laughs> he, so, says, he says he wants the wood to stay put for him. Oh stay my put. God. I mean, come on. Dude. That guy made a whole career on chopping, and then you see him on sponsored ads. Oh, I haven't seen that. He made a whole career on chopping wood. Good for him. You got to yeah. find your niche. Yeah, he knows his brand. Let me keep talking about real quick. Hold up, take your, mm-hmm. we're talking. I want to make sure. Yeah, we're good. We're good. I, I, cool. For a second, I wanted to make sure he had enough headroom. Sure, sure. That's so, also, I needed to get up because that chopping wood guy got me all got you all wood woody wood bothered up. So. Wild and out. Walk us through that journey yeah. from start to finish. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, I think it, it really starts in my first year of doing stand-up. I was performing at an open mic at the Silver Lake Lounge. Oh, yeah. Um, our good buddy Clay Cassis was, oh, was yeah. there with me. He's now a, a chef. Now a chef. Uh, one of the funniest people I know. So funny. Um, we were at the Silver Lake Lounge, shitty little dive bar out in Silver Lake. You know, it was the type of open mic crowd of comedians that are all jaded. They don't really like the person who's performing. They don't like you if you put in a lot of energy. Um, they don't like act outs. They, they don't like, very, they, they don't like when you get big and silly. They're they're more they like people that are dark and like brood. 
brooding and yeah. like anti-comedy comedy, right? And they, they yeah. don't like to see people yeah, yeah. do well. They don't want to see positivity. And I was, I just am pure, po- I am posit- a positive guy. I'm, I was really silly back then. I was trying out all types of different physical things, yeah. jokes, impressions, being loud and happy. And, um, and they didn't like that at all. No, and so I went up on didn't. stage at that open mic uh, and I did an impression of Eminem. If he yeah. was the green Eminem. And it was, oh, yeah. I forget what it was. It was something like, and then there was like a pitch to it or some type of commercial jingle that I made up. Yeah. Um, completely bombed. Did not go well. And I didn't think anything of it because I was crowd. like, I'm a year. It's I'm, open mic. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm less than a year into my comedy potential career and who cares? I just did this dumb joke that didn't land. Whatever. The next day. I remember this story. The next day, the host of that open mic, some chick, I forget her name. I know her name. If you know it, it, don't say it. Um, she posted on Facebook this like rant about how there was this guy named Brent at her open mic. She named you. Yeah, she named me, and she was like, everybody, he did so bad. He was awful. It was embarrassing. It was cringy. Like, if he shows up, don't let him perform. Like, he's so, it was not what, you know, yeah. I wanted. Da, 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 That's and not I'll, cool. And, I'll, and then there were a bunch of comments from other comics in L.A., uh, saying like, oh yeah, he was at my open mic last week. He did the same thing. Shit was so cringy, so lame. What the fuck? Like, where's this guy from? Da, 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 da. Uh, I'm upset. And like, it was all these people that I had like said hello to. These are like acquaintances yeah. of mine at the time. And I saw that. Um, and then that same night I went out and did another fucking open mic. Cause what am I going to do? Hide at home? Yeah. yeah. But so I kept bro- going out, but it broke me in a way. Uh, yeah. and it, it gave me this thought. Of like, okay, I know how what I need to prioritize now, and I do not need to prioritize making friends in this community. Mm. And so I never prioritized that. I noticed, that and I, I prioritized my work and my craft and getting better at what at creating the things that I wanted to put into the world, mm. rather than crafting these this web of like relationships and friends and that this network that could get me to the top of the list of comics that are like beloved by everybody in this alt comedy scene. I said, fuck that. I'm going to go home and I'm going to write jokes. I'm going to yeah. make videos. And I kept doing that for years. Um, this is true. I remember living with you and I think there was a point, I forgot how long into living with you where you said, I'm going to put a video out every week for mm-hmm. like a year or something like that. And I did. And, and I'm still did. doing it. You're still, do- not, still only are you, not only are you, not only are you still doing, it, you're doing like multiple videos a week. Yeah. In 2020, it was up to three, three a week for like six months. And that's 150 videos. If you go to his, uh, Oh I, yeah! If you go to Brent, Brent's at a hundred and like eight, almost eighty thousand subscribers on YouTube. You have almost three hundred videos uploaded to YouTube. Mm-hmm. I looked at it because I, you know, statistically that's really good. I think the average uh, YouTube channel with a hundred thousand uh, subscribers has like I think the average number of videos is like a thousand videos. Damn. And then that's a lot. for a, a yeah. channel with a million, I think it was something like three thousand videos. That's the average. Wow. Crazy. So you're doing really well. Yeah. So we're still doing it. So so that was around 20, I don't know, 13, 14, 2014, 2015, something like that. Fast forward to 2020, right? Uh, January 2020. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I did the Eminem impression. By the way, 2017, the Eminem impression, I wrote a video to do the Eminem impression and it was the first video that ever went really viral yeah. for me. The one with the dog? The one with the dog. Yeah. Yeah. That you were in. I was in with the one. lollipop or the yeah. popsicle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that video popped off and went mega viral. And Basically, in my head, he, I was like, he, "Fuck you, chick!" Yeah. You know, this is, I fucking I, this shit got ten million fucking views in a day. Fuck you. You yeah. know, it was that like competitive spirit that was coming out of me. Yeah. And it just proved that everything I was doing for the past couple of years, I was doing right, and I had my priorities in line. And so then a couple of years later, I did the Eminem impression because um, Nick Cannon had. Dissed. Put out a diss song toward Eminem, yeah. and I knew Eminem wasn't going to respond. So I dressed up as M, and I wrote this diss track that was like it had this creative flow where I took uh, comments under Nick Cannon's diss track toward Eminem, all the funniest oh, ones because people okay. were trashing Nick online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I picked and I chose uh, my favorite funny comments, and then I I kind of puzzled them in to make sure they all rhymed in in yeah. a cadence. Yeah. And I wrapped that as Eminem. In like a parking garage to make it look like an Eminem video. Yeah. And at the end of the video, I took off the Eminem hat and the hood and the hood. And I was like, hey, Nick, uh, you know, I heard you're casting the next season. I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. 
but you know, I will, I will freestyle rap or play basketball one-on-one against any of your cast members for a spot. Yeah. If you don't respond to this, then I assume that I am the new uh, host of the masked singer. Oh wow. And then I ran away. And so that was the video. Yeah. And a couple weeks later, Nick DM'd me on Instagram. Couple weeks later, he'd Nick seen it. Cannon saw it, DM'd him. Nick Cannon saw it, DM'd me, invited me out to his uh, studio in Burbank. We met up. Um, it was right around when COVID was dropping. Yeah. Right around when COVID was dropping. Because you had the meeting and he goes, hey, I had I the meeting we, we might find a spot for you on the cast. He said, you're on. Yeah. And I went out there with this whole freestyle rap ready to, ready go, to go in case he wanted me to like audition or whatever. Just real, on a side note, that is a good thing to to point out. Brent, you know, this speaks to opportunity or, or there is no luck. There, There is preparation and opportunity. Mm-hmm. And he had a meeting with, with Nick Cannon and he was prepared just in case. Just in case. Just, just in, in case. case. He said, show me something. You know what I'm saying? I had 16 bars ready. I had 16. You know, and and uh, he didn't. We just talked for like an hour and a half um, about you know everything. My uh, uh, sports background, experience with Kobe Bryant, who he had met, uh, cut the comedy scene, Hollywood, um, what Wild Now is like, you know, potential career moves after yeah. that, and um, and he said, you know, pack your bags, you're flying to Atlanta, you know, once all this COVID bullshit is done in like a week. The but, next I remember, day, but I remember you didn't know, right? Or Oh, go ahead. No, I knew because he literally said, you're on. Like, we're yeah. going to fly you out to Atlanta once all this COVID stuff well, is over. Well, we should point out, like, in in, in L.A. and in the, in the industry, nothing is, like, guaranteed. Nothing's they, guaranteed. Anybody dude. could say, like, you're – because remember, remember you were like, he said this, but – He said this. Yeah, and I, but, I knew that it wasn't guaranteed until I saw myself on TV. Yeah, exactly. That's when you know. That's when you know when you get the You don't paycheck. know. Even when you're shooting it, you're like, all right, I hope this makes it. I hope they don't cut me out of every episode. Yep. So he said, you're flying to Atlanta once this COVID bullshit is over. Because back then, nobody knew what COVID was. Yeah. The next day, the entire country locks down. Eight months later, I had I, I started just writing for the show. I was writing material yeah. like for all the games that they do on the show so I could be ready when he called me back. Eight months later, he got canceled. Because of this yeah. podcast thing that happened. Right. Um, and so they pulled the show and I said to myself, well, at least I had the opportunity and now yeah. I have a bunch of funny shit in case it ever comes back. Six months after that puts us in February of 2021 hmm. and he FaceTimes me out of nowhere and he said, hey man, we're bringing the show back. You know, it's all good because I saw that he had apologized a week prior Yeah. and he was like, I want to keep my word. I love everything you've been doing online because throughout that whole time I was doing two to three videos a week online. Yep. And um, he said, we're bringing you back. So I'm going to connect you with the showrunner. Connect me with the showrunner. And then in June 2021, uh, I shot my first season with them. Yo. So this is going from saying I'm going to put a video out every week on YouTube Mm -hmm. to being on TV. I I think this story is so important because it just goes to show if you hustle and grind and you put out good work consistently, good people will see it, talented people will see it, and they will... You know, in this case, Nick Cannon, you know, and, and that show Wild and Out is really, I feel like, popular for, for putting on new talent. Dude, and he like, will be remembered as one of, if not, yeah, if not the, like, greatest um, supporter of talent. New talent and yeah. new people. Just, yeah. the, just, just somebody who will fight for the people he believes in and will give people an opportunity that he thinks deserves Which it. is more than a lot. You'd be surprised. A lot of people in these big positions in high places they they don't take the time to no they want to they they like brush you off or they want to only put people on that they think will benefit them or make them look good he's like you got it you're on the stage let's fucking go show me what you can do so you show up to set day one you show up to the the bubble day one what is going through your head you're like how are you feeling um i felt i felt great you know I, I, there's obviously nerves and I can't act like there weren't nerves, but what far outweighed the nerves was that feeling of like, yeah, this is right. Like this is supposed to be, you know, um, and at that point, how long are you doing comedy at that point? Uh, seven, six and a half years, something like that. Um, but you know, I, I coached at Kobe Bryant's camp and you've heard a couple of the stories that I've told about Kobe. He one of Kobe Bryant's biggest philosophies was to, um, carry yourself, as if you've already accomplished yeah. the things that you want to accomplish. That way, when that happens, the accolades, the recognition happens and the achievement of that goal happens, it won't be distracting. It won't be nervous. It won't be yeah. intoxicating. It'll feel natural. So that's what I felt when I stepped out onto that set and I saw this massive, like multi-million dollar set with 
50 people running around on the crew. Um, I just felt like, yeah, this is, that's how I felt. This is right. When I, I, sh- I just shot this spokesperson thing and it was two commercials, like multi-million dollar budgets, mm-hmm. universal lot. And I remember my, I, I remember how I felt on that set. And I remember how I felt on the first commercial, like set I was on and how freaked out and nervous I was. Mm-hmm. And you just, after years and years, you just are like, no, we got this. Yeah. 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 It's natural. It's right. And, um, so it was great, man. And the show is, uh, is incredible. You know, I got it quite literally on my own with no, with no help, no just industry through, just help, through merit, nothing. Yeah. You know, I, I think, do you, do you believe this? Like as far as the industry goes, I mean, there is a lot of nepotism and there is a lot of, uh, I guess nepotism. And there's, there's, there's like a, there's a lot of voodoo when it comes mm-hmm. to this biz, you know, mm-hmm. we, we have another friend, Greg, we talk about like some people got the voodoo and, and the industry just kind of hoists them yeah. into stardom. And I they hoist see it them all up. the we, time. We, I'm we, seeing we see, it right now with a couple of people. We, we see it all the time. Yeah. And, um, I forgot where I was going with this question because I got so caught up in our emotions. Sure. Uh, can we play some chords real quick and hit us with some? Uh, yeah, let's get a chord reset, please. Want something chord. like it, like inspiring? Mm, uh, I feel like angry right now. Angry, uh, angry, uh, or, inspirational, or or, or uh, let's yeah, let's do inspirational though. Let's do inspirational. High energy inspiration. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you can make it. You can do it. Whatever is it, whatever it is you want to do, you can do it. What do you want to do? You can do it. You can do whatever you. What do you want to do? You want to make an egg salad sandwich? Believe in yourself. You can do that. You can make an egg salad sandwich. It's hard to know what ingredients go well with other ingredients, but you just have to try. Low key egg salad is the worst of the salads. It's not a good salad. It's disgusting. Why do people eat egg salad? It literally makes no sense when I see somebody eating egg salad. And you know what else doesn't make sense? The industry, the nepotism. But sometimes at the end of it, it's a meritocracy. You can do it. You can do it. Can I believe? He believes. You gotta believe, and I believe. We believe in. Fantastic. Pretty good. Thank you, dude. It's pretty good. Did you love that? He just hits, he's, he comes in and he just yeah, hits. Yeah, great. Um, Dr. Telfer. Talk, talk, talk a little bit. You, you, you do so much. You, you are an entrepreneur. You, you have your comedy. You have your live touring. You have your video production. Tell me what aspect of it, if somebody handed you, like, directing, what is the, let's say, like, you had to choose one of those tomorrow, which one would you do? Um, and why? I mean, if it's somebody, question, if somebody huh? said, of all the things you're doing right now, what would you want to do tomorrow? Uh, I would write, direct, and star in my own movie or TV show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think I could pick one of those things. But one of those, like, projects? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I wouldn't choose, you know, social media videos forever. I it, also wouldn't it, it choose, feels... I wouldn't choose uh, performing live over everything else either. Is there a part of you that feels like, the social media stuff is kind of going to be the normal thing or do you think yeah t- yeah yeah but movies will never go away and tv yeah. tv will never go away you watch tv tove uh i watch like you know when big series come out like like the moon knight and uh you yeah, know. there's so always there's stuff. always gonna be a big series. Yeah, you know the new the new stuff that comes out, the Star Wars stuff, the Marvel stuff. I watch that, and then yeah. I mostly watch older stuff like you know Breaking Bad, the Newsroom, on the classics and stuff. Oh, like Newsroom that. was really. I'm surprised yeah. you're Newsroom watching Newsroom. Fantastic. You look like somebody who'd watch Newsroom. Did you watch yeah, Severance? Yeah. Did you watch Severance? I've never heard of Severance. Oh, you my see what I'm saying? God. So 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 I I be traveling and doing these college towns and you, you be doing these shows and and I I literally ask the the students like, are you watching TV? And and they don't they don't. They watch YouTube, they watch TikToks, and the occasional, they watch The Office. Mm-hmm. That's basically what they watch. Or um, Vampire Diaries. Yeah, but there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but th- there are uh, shows like Severance. Um, first off, every college student watches Euphoria, so they do watch TV. They do, uh, yeah. But they, again, that's one of those big shows. Yeah, right. that's one of the big shows. And yeah. then like stuff like, um, you know, 
So you can't even I, I, name, I you forgot. Can't, I you forgot can't what I was even name say. another goddamn TV show. Stranger right. Things. Oh god. Uh, the Boys on Amazon Prime. The Boys the is phenomenal. Are, the thing about those is like they're kind of movies. They're just really long movies. Right. So yeah. my philosophy is that there's That's always going to be those types of shows, Severance, Euphoria, Succession. There's always going to yeah. be Ozark. There's always going to be a new awesome original unique tv show concept i think i have one right now which we were talking about before great tagline so that great is vibe. what that is the thing that i would want to make because that's a big well-produced piece of art that serves a need and has a clear vision and a purpose and i behind think it. what all those shows have in common is i guess staying power as yeah or, or relevancy throughout decades and decades and you know, you notice how how Topher, who's 22, 22? 22. 22. He said Breaking Bad, which is a show that mm-hmm. ended how many years ago? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, the staying power of YouTube and Instagram and, and TikTok videos is not... I mean, when's the last time you watched, uh, you know, a Vine? Yeah. When's the last time you watched your favorite Vine video from 10 years ago? And that's what, they just that's get what regurgitated, these, too. The videos I'm making right now will will not be watched in 10 years. If I made a TV show right now, it may very well be watched in 10 years you yeah. know, or a movie because those have staying power and like yeah. timelessness to them. Um, so that's really what I, what I would like to well, do in addition to everything else. Yeah. Well, speaking of goals, I, and I think we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I, I kind of want to talk to the, the younger audiences out there. Mm. What do you say to somebody? The who, youth. The, what do you say to somebody who has concrete ideas about their goals. Do you know what I mean when I say that like when we got into this business, maybe we wanted to win this award or make this amount of money or do this thing. Uh, you know, you want to be on SNL or you want to be on cuz I know I wanted to be like the host of a late night talk show, but I that goal changed, you know? Yeah. Um how have your goals changed? What what can you speak to about, you know, I'm going to use the word pivoting. Um because, you know, I, I know you did Groundlings. for You You were kind of doing the track that would lead you to be, like, a sketch writer on, like, a show like SNL. Well, I still am because Wild and Out. Right. That's, like, a launch pad for so many. Mikey Day, Pete Davidson, Terry Right. Killam, they were all on that. You know? Um, but that's not, like, a goal. Like, I don't have, like, I'm not, like, gr- like putting all my vision on becoming a writer-performer on SNL or, like, a sketch show. If an opportunity came along, of course, I would follow that because it fits my purpose. But, um, I'm personally, I'm, I'm not driven by a, uh, concrete goal. I'm, I'm more driven by what I've identified as like a purpose or a mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, it's, it's become a much healthier and, um, we've had social media people on here talk about the why you do it and how important yeah, that is. I, I think to, you know. it, it's just a healthier way of me operating and doing the things that I want to do is having to find my, my mission and, and purpose, you know, and, and yeah. you, you, everybody's got their own mission and purpose. Like I got a buddy who, you know, JP is his whole thing is like freedom and I'm, Oh, yeah. I'm going to go against the, the, uh, you know, mainstream, uh, narrative and politics type stuff. And that's great. Cause he <laughs> operates within his purpose. And then there's other people that are like, you know, my purpose is to give back to communities and like give everything I want to do. I want to give back. I want to give back. I got another buddy who focuses on kids only. Everything he does is yeah. about kids. He's an, he's an actor and a comedian, but he just wants to do like kid activities, kid-based events, kid leadership. Yeah. And so for me, um, you know, my purpose has never been, let me get on SNL. Let me make a movie. Let me make a TV show. Let me get on Wild and Out. All of those things help define my purpose, which is helping people laugh at just the ridiculousness of the world and laugh through it. And that was kind of brought to an even brighter conclusion during 2020, during COVID, when I identified a ton of bullshit that was going on. And instead of getting angry, instead of getting mad, instead of retreating and letting it all happen, I chose to laugh at it, right? And I chose to mock it. And I chose to find a way to help other people to choose to laugh at it. And so now that's become my purpose is how much, how many moments of like smiles, chuckles, laughter, and joy can I like give to people? How many of those opportunities can I give to people? And so every video is an opportunity. Every Instagram story post is an opportunity. Every TikTok is an opportunity for me to help somebody 
have a brighter three seconds, 30 seconds, yeah. 60 seconds. And that speaks to what my purpose is, which is very like, this is very, um, philosophical, I guess. I don't know. It's pretty deep, but no, you know, no. that's what the pot is. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, you know and, and, and I, I think speaking of, of what you can give back to other people, I want to talk a little bit about collaboration because, um, you started making these videos on your own, but then you started working with other creators, you know, and can you talk a little bit about the importance of collaborating with the, on a technical level, but also on a creative level? I think, you know, you want to, when you are on these platforms, you want to, you know, at a certain point you want to align yourself with somebody maybe who's like verified or as ex or somebody who's like yeah, in the yeah. same lane as you, but also creatively, you know, that you guys could help each other out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Collaborating. Because I mean, there's a lot of people who are going to watch this and they're going to be like, well, I want to be a TikTok creator. I want to be this person. Right. And it's really hard to do it all on your own. No, I think at the heart of creativity is collaboration and to yeah. do, to, to create the best product uh, you possibly can. I think you need to collaborate. I think yeah. you need, to, that's how you grow. That's how you learn. Um, you work with somebody, you take a trick from them, give a trick to them. Mm. Uh, so for me, it was uh, a matter of like identifying who shared a similar sensibility and a similar purpose who to was, me. Do you remember the first person you might have reached out to? Um, you know what's funny is I actually DM'd JP. Uh, yeah, like years and years ago, um, and then I ended up opening for him, and we met then. I also reached out to. Uh, I'm. I mean, Stevie Emerson. Yeah. Was one of the first. Yeah. Um, I, we met on an Instagram DM back when he, his page had 55,000. He's up to like 280,000 now on Instagram or something like that. Yeah. Um, I reached uh, out to him his and we, is, uh, we did what's the name of Slappers only. Slappers only. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I DM'd him on Instagram and he was like, yeah, dude, you're funny. And I was like, great. You are too. And so we started shooting stuff then and yeah. built a friendship. And there's other people that I've worked with that I don't work with anymore because it didn't feel like they shared the same reason for making stuff the same they didn't bring the same like joy yeah. to it it might have been like they were creating things uh just for the follows just for the likes like or um you know not uh acting in a way that i aligned with they were difficult to with work their, with their with their like fame or notoriety or whatever oh sure sure, um, sure sure and then yeah difficult to work with just on a creative level you know i'd present an idea and this person somebody would say like well i don't I don't know about that. I don't know if that's funny. And I'd be like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Of course it's fucking funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. And yeah. that's that just speaks to two different sensibilities, right? But it's good to have those experiences because it allows you to further uh, cement your own knowledge of what you think is funny and yeah. like really support what you think is funny. So I think everybody should work together more. I've worked <laughs> with porn stars, celebrities, rappers. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's fun to have like this it's funny team you, of weirdos that are, that can bring you different said things. porn stars first and yelled at the loudest of all the things porn stars. Yeah. <laughs> can you uh, talk a little bit about what role health plays in your personal life and how it's important of your creative process? Cause you are yeah. one of the healthiest people I know. It's and, the most important thing. Yeah. Like we said, I'm going to get a massage after this. So talk a little bit about, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about how, why health is important. I mean, like, yeah. This dude is one of the, I mean, I think you've lost a little bit of weight, but. I have. You know why? Because yeah. I went out, but I'm still okay. I don't know. You're looking like a bitch ass bitch. Hey, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Dude, but I, went, I went to Atlanta to shoot Wild and Out last month. Oh, right. And it's all. And the, it was all Southern food. And I came yeah. back feeling like shit. Um, so the past couple of weeks I've been cutting down. How much? Well, just just for people, if they're curious. Yeah. How often do you work out a week? Sure. And for how long do you work out? Just because sure. I know kind of this, <laughs> and yeah, it's all uh, I a do. I I am now to the point where I take uh, at least two days off per yeah. week. Uh, sometimes up to three, but I do four days working out, um, and it's a mixture of the workout. Uh, I I I have three main workouts. One is a running workout where I'll run about two miles to get to um, a flight of stairs that go up really high, or Look like a tougher, tougher stress like though. a hill. Like, and I'll go that. two miles. I'll run up and down the stairs or up and down the hill three to five times. And then I'll go two miles home and then I'll finish with 50 to hundred pushups and mm -hmm. some core workout. Or if it's a back day, I'll, I'll do my lower back exercises, um, and my obliques and kind of core. Uh, then that's workout one workout two is, uh, my beach run, which I did yesterday. That's, um, about a mile and a half down the beach, then a mile and a half back. 
and then I set up my speed, so 5K. speed ladder. Yeah, I set up my speed ladder, and I do a... a That's the thing that you see those football players. They do, do, yeah, do, footwork do, for footwork, and then yeah. I have my cones, so I'll set up a, um NFL combine. My boy got cones. Yeah, I do You a, got cones I and do a, a, feet ladder. Yeah, I do an NFL combine drill um, spaced out. That's day two. That's day two. Hit him with day three. Day Brad. three <laughs> Day three is my basketball workout. Cause I we only halfway through. College. Um, so my basketball workout is, uh, I start out with two ball, two ball dribbling for about 20 minutes. Um, and then I'll go straight into my, uh, layup drill, my footwork and attack drill. And then I'll make, uh, at least 150 shots before I leave. Um, and that's usually about an hour, hour 20. Um, but day really, num- but day number four, though. Day no, <laughs> no day that's number- it. Those are the three that I, that I usually do. But the thing and is, it's not even about. how does that affect calm? No. <laughs> I get worse every time I do stairs. Um, yeah. The, uh, my biggest thing isn't even the workout anymore. It's the recovery aspect of it. It's, it's yeah. how, how can I recover? So I got a membership to, I don't have a gym membership, but I have a membership to the sauna spot. So I'll do the it's sauna, just sauna. And, and a cold plunge. Is it, they have a cold plunge and a in sauna? The, in the room. Yeah, so I'll go 30 minutes in the sauna. And is then it I'll individual get out and I'll sauna? Go straight into the, it's an individual room, so I have the room to myself for an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. So I'll do the sauna at 175 for 30 minutes. Then I'll get into 175 a, degrees, degrees for 30 minutes? Yeah. I thought it like 120 is like where you max it out or something. No, shit. I'm 175. And then I'll get like into. It's too hot. And then I'll get into a cold plunge. Isn't that at the temperature on, on Venus? <laughs> is it? I think it's the temperature of Venus. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Is that how hot? No, no Venus bro. has to be way hotter. Venus I, is hotter than I that. Don't know. I'll look it up. I'll do right? it. Yo. So I'll do that. I'll, I'll eat right. You know, I drink a shit ton of water. I get a massage. Yeah, maybe you once don't, a week. You don't really drink a lot of alcohol. No, of I don't drink a lot of booze. And... I don't, I don't, I do, you know, take medicine once or twice a year. Um, wow. But uh, preventative medicine. Stay actually, healthy. I do microdose mushrooms. I'm open about that. Oh, yeah. So, I love that stuff. Um, I'm going to take some today. I think psilocybin is. Uh, a very purposeful medicine if used properly. I don't condemn or condone it. Yeah. But recovery to me is the biggest thing now. Um, Cause you know, you could work out as much as you want, but if you eat like shit, you don't sleep, you don't drink water, yeah. you're just ruining your body. So I, I try to take it. And, and to your question though, um, it's the biggest thing because my body is the vehicle for what I want to put your into purpose. the world. You know, it's yeah. like my body is, is carrying everything that I want to put out and, and I have to take care of it so that my brain can would you say grasp these ideas floating through the space and make them bring them into like the physical reality would you say no matter what career path or choice somebody decides to do that maintaining a healthy lifestyle is, oh my god yes is the, the first thing they should work absolutely on? It's, it'll optimize your entire workflow Whole life, yeah. yeah anything you do it doesn't matter if it's fucking selling insurance or bagging groceries i'm trying something this month i don't want to say it out loud because i know it's lame but i but i want to tell me i'm, what try, is I'm it? trying to do this for 30, 30 days well you Just have to say it well you can't here's, say the, that th- and then not here's say the thing it. i've been traveling basically since october almost or september almost every weekend for yeah. the most part with the exception of a couple weekends and I try to have I try to have a regular gym routine. I try to do, you know, and I had some success for a week or two here, three weeks there, to the point where I was getting like you know, you know, huge. No, I'm sure. just no, yeah. no, not huge. But but like, my my girl was like, oh, you're looking, you know, looking good. You yeah. know what I mean. And then I kind of I fell off because I've been gone. So I'm literally for this month, I set a really simple goal where every morning when I wake up, all I have to do is run one mile. And do as many push-ups as I can. Just just one set. That's all we're gonna try. Every to do. single day. Every single day. Dude, that's phenomenal. For thir- for thirty days, and and because you know I was just in Mexico and I ate like shit. I I drink. I don't drink a lot, but I drank more than I ever drank. Mm-hmm. Uh, which isn't even a lot, but yeah. but I just didn't feel good. Yeah. And I was like, what can I do? That's really small. And you know, it. I run a I run a leisurely mile. It's about ten minutes. Okay. It's, yeah. It's yeah. like it's not. No, but the thing is, doing it thirty days in a row is yeah. like phenomenal. That yeah, because you could if if I was like just mi- by doing that, you're in like the top ninety ninth percentile of people who work out. If you can actually do that and commit to it. Yeah, because I don't want to. I don't want to push myself in every day because then I feel like I would injure myself. Right. If I just do like a, if I just get active and and do mm-hmm. something, you're gonna I, tighten up. You're gonna feel yeah. like running is one of the best things you could do for your entire body. Yeah, for your brain. Do you think for I your can heart. do? Do you believe in me? Of course. We're on day two. Yeah. You believe in me, bro? I believe believe in you. I believe, dude. Yeah? I believe. Yeah. Do you do anything to keep yourself committed? Like, do you mark it off on a calendar or do anything 
this like so that no, you can, but I'm gonna do that. You should because that way when you come home, I just have my run keeper. You app. get you get to do something physical and see it and visually. You know what's funny? So let's talk about. Have you ever turned the the, the term dose? Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. Those are the four drugs in your that your brain produces to keep mm-hmm. you happy. Wow. And you could do for each. For each drug in your brain, obviously there's ex- you could take drugs for this, but there's natural ways to do to, to create those things. Yeah. And one of the things I think for endorphins, or I forget I forgot which one it is, or maybe it's dopamine. Literally having a list of a to do list and crossing things off the list makes you happier. It does. Day, I do that with it's, my it's whiteboard a, it's, at it's home. It's a real thing. Yeah. Just by having a list and crossing shit off, I believe it makes you feel better. Yeah. Um, if you want to feel happy. Like immediately they say help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like help like for five minutes, like help them carry something. It'll make you feel happier. Yeah. Um, endorphins. They said you could watch a scary movie. Wow. Yeah. There's like little things you could do that you don't think about that you can yeah, do. Yeah. You know, that's cool. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Dose. Dose. We're going to be wrapping up shortly here. Um, let's see what I got here. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. I had. I just Choose had. I just had. You want, bro. No, I just had. Why are you a little bitch? Written over and over again on here. Oh yeah. Did we answer that though? We answered that one. Okay. Um, this is a really. This is a really dumb question. Um, yeah. But I think people are going to want to know this. You're almost at two hundred thousand subscribers. I have twenty minutes, by the way, so I'm I'm chilling. Oh okay. You have two hundred thousand subscribers. Just about. You have almost three hundred videos. We talked about this. How long did it take you to reach ten k, hundred k, and you're going to probably hit two hundred k in the next couple months, if I had to guess. Yeah. I only ask that because I think people should should know that this is not an overnight. Oh my God, no! It's you know a, what I'm it's saying? It's a nightmare. There, there are and... some people, and God bless them, who find a niche and they hit the jackpot. And they're yeah. the right time, right place, and they explode. Yeah. But some people they they work real hard, and, yeah. and this is to those people who, you know, because I think a lot of people expect overnight success with all the virality that's happening. Yeah. You so know, do, you, do you have an idea of, of what yeah, those numbers are? I know exactly, um, but. You know, for context, it's such a, um, uh, it's like a brutal battle with the internet, um, because I, I've been doing it for so long and I feel I've seen so many people skyrocket past me Yeah. and you know, uh, comparison is the thief of joy, the thief of joy. Exactly. So we, we try not to compare ourselves to others, but sometimes it's just thrown right in your face. And it hits you right away. Yeah. And I've seen people start from zero and then skyrocket past me within a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I knew very early on, I accepted that I don't really have a niche. Yeah. You know, with my my niche is comedy, but it's I'll do a political video. I'll do followed by an impression of Eminem, yeah. followed by you know some You're an entertainer, bro. Topical to... TV parody, followed mm. by a bro sketch. Yeah. You know, so it's like all these different audiences coming on because they're excited. And then wait, what the fuck? He's doing a Joe Rogan impression. And then all the Joe Rogan people are like, yeah. And then the next video is like, wait, what? He's doing a euphoria TV show impression, like parody. So like I haven't grown at the rate that I've wanted to. And it's insanely frustrating. Um, But it's not, it doesn't have to be exclusive of the gratitude that I have for where I am too. Like I'm very grateful for what I have. Uh, So the two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. So, the first thing that really, really exploded was the Spirit Airlines cartoon. That's right, yeah. Uh, I put that out when I had around 200 subscribers, and it got me to 10,000 subscribers within a week. Wow. So okay. it was basically zero to 10K within a week because that video did so well. Um, and then between that and the 100,000 was about uh, maybe two and a half years, I think. Maybe three years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was... Where, when did I get the plaque? It was, we were still living together. You when just, I got the you plaque? Just, you just got it. So it was probably 2020 or, tw- or early 2019. It had to be 2020. It was 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So then it was four years. It was three and a half to four years. It was yeah. something like that. Three, three to four years to get to that 100,000, um, which means I've gotten around 70,000 in the past year and a half. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, ra- it's random. You see, so it's, it's, random. it's random and I haven't, I haven't gotten, uh, uh, I've gotten 10,000 in the past eight months. Yeah. I've gotten 10,000 in eight yeah. months after getting like 10,000 in a week yeah. on my first drop. Right. So dude, I, I, I feel that so wild. hard with, with TikTok. It's like you were living with me when I got 
a hundred to two hundred thousand followers. Yeah, o- almost overnight, I plateaued at like four something. Then I just was there, and then I got another hundred thousand, and then I lost twenty thousand, and then mm-hmm. I gained another thirty thousand a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it messes this with your shit, mind, but you gotta not you gotta not let it because you gotta remember at the end of the day you're doing what you're supposed to do, and you're just focusing on your craft and, yeah. and your material. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk. We have two more questions. Um, what is the last song you listened to on your iPhone or your streaming service? I don't want you to um, no no pull it out. And don't oh, you to, want me to just play it? I just want you to. I want you to just, just play it. it because I don't want. I, I don't okay. tell people this ahead of time. So I don't want them to like try to plan something cool. You know right. what I mean? Well, the thing I usually just open a. I play a playlist, so it might just be completely random. That's okay. That doesn't matter. What's what we want to know? Let's see what it is. Oh, it was this song. This song's dope. Play it. Nice. Just out loud right now. Yeah. Brent Pella coming to Dude. us live from a that Thai Nick? restaurant from a from a from an from an Express yeah. Jeans yeah. outlet <laughs> mall. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, man. There's this artist. Uh, his name is Bale. Coming to us live from the Orgy Ten in Black Rock yeah, yeah, yeah. City. This song is a vibe, dude. This is a journey song. This is what I call a journey song. This is an yeah. eight-minute track. From Bale, B A I L E, called Ame, A M A E. It's the Sasha remix. Um, cool. <laughs> and this guy, this guy's dope, dude. I've I li- definitely I heard that a- in the Zara, in the Cerritos. Yeah, mall. for yeah. sure. My, you said, I think you my, say the Cerritos. Mall, or, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's funny. My music taste, I, I would describe uh, as a mix of, yeah, like a Zara shopping mall, a Zara store mixed with like, um, a white girl posting a t- TikTok recap video of her bachelorette yeah. party in Cabo. <laughs> I had I had an ex girlfriend who said I, my musical taste was that of the kind of like compiled CD you'd find in an Urban Outfitters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'll dip into classic rock. <laughs> yeah, I have a day where I no, only you listen play to all Kanye, the, you, listen, yeah, you know, yeah. or I only play Nas. Yeah, I'll just put Illmatic on repeat. Um, all right. It just depends on the vibe. I you know? feel that. I ha- and battle rap. I, listen, I watch. You're a lot doing of a lot of battle rap. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a big part of your job now, really. It really is. I'd dude. be so stressed out, bro. Uh, I had a moment in this last season that we shot. Yeah. It was a battle rap moment. That was the biggest moment of the season. It oh, was, was with Justine or no? It was with. Uh, it was against Hitman and Conceited. Yeah, two dudes on the show, and me and this other guy went against them in like a two-on-two rap battle. And it was like another a white dude, right? Moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The new uh, rapper that they had just hired. Yeah. yeah, and um, and it was crazy. It was we'll uh, talk, and I think you spoke a little bit about this. You, you, do they give you a little bit of time to prep these raps, or like a very small amount? Uh, some people write, and some people freestyle. I yeah. I am a writer. I am not a freestyle rapper, so I will never claim to be a freestyle totally. because I respect how good people are at freestyling. Yeah, so I'll never claim to be a freestyle, but I'll write a fucking. You know, I can totally. write circles around some people. Yeah. Um, but when I also when I write, it's like silly, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. all these guys are talking about like guns and shooting people. <laughs> and I'm like mocking them for silly shit. It's like I writing punchlines, you. you know, it's fun. If you could write a love song about anything to anyone, to whatever, whatever it is, what would it be? A love song specifically? It, it could be a love song to a thing, to a person, to an idea, to... To uh, it could be a sad one, it could be a happy one, it, it, it could be anything. I mean, um, and I'm gonna find some chords here, because yeah. we kind of we're this is a new thing. We're just not new, but we're we're yeah. kind of, we've been kind of ending the podcast trying to come up with a little a little thing. Damn, you, you know. Okay. I, well, I have two things. Well, think about it, and let me let me let me find some options. let me find some chords here. Okay. Um, let me see what Are I. Are you gonna sing it? I'm gonna I'm gonna sing it. I might, okay. and if you if you you don't have to sing it. Well, I, I'm a terrible singer. You don't have to sing. You don't. It doesn't. It could be spoken word. If you sure, want, if sure, you sure. want to come in, because okay. we've had people. I could rap a little bit. We've had people That'll come in. Rap, if you if do you, like a rap ballad. Yeah, if you do some yeah. chords. So what do I, I got here? I got I got A minor. I got A minor, D minor, E minor, E minor. Can you play it up a little bit? Yeah. Mm. That's a little, I think it's a little too dark for a love song. No, 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 no. I think because he's gonna if he raps or does some spoken. Okay, that's fair. That's spoken fair, word, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you yeah. can, if you, can you add some sevenths to those? Oh, at absolutely. All? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
we gotta find you a Topher. You know what I'm saying? I need a Topher, dude. I need a Topher. So, in my so, life, what, bro. so what, what, what was the idea? Uh, a love song to um. Oh, no, 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 no. Why would you talk about brand? A love song to something that like really means a lot to my entire lifespan. Yeah. Uh, basketball. Yo. Hey. It would be basketball. I know it's a little insane, but you're gonna find me inside the paint, scoring one, scoring two, outside scoring three. It's only me against the world, yeah. Pass me the rock, uh, you know yeah. we don't stop. Yeah. 12 a.m. to 11:59 o'clock. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, look, I just put your girl on my team. Oh. Cause I heard she gets really low on D. Hey. Uh, we going back and forth. That's the game of life. We always going full court. Uh, I'm not a grizzly, that is a bear. I'm wearing underwear underneath my basketball shorts because I care. No malice at the palace, we want peace today. Uh, we want peace today. And I kick the rock back to Morgan J. Hey, get your passport, cause we gonna travel across court. Hey. Pass me the rock, you know they want more Yo, they don't open up the door for people yeah. like you and me But still we gonna shoot, and we gonna score the three Game winning shot Yeah, yeah. Cause that's all we got That's all we got, you gotta, all we got. you gotta dribble, gotta take it really far If somebody runs at you, then you gotta take the charge If you hey. get Yo, you're doing a great job And then you look over at the shot clock And it's counting down ten You don't know when it ends hey. Nine, eight, seven Gotta dribble down with the left hand Six, hey. five Oh, no, another guy Four, three Look around, get away from your enemy Then no, it's two, two then it's one You putting up the shot It's oh, a switch shit. Oh, shit you did it. We won. We won. Yo, we won a game. We won. Ooh, we won. We won. And we won. And we won. The Thanks game for of putting life. us in coach. We won. Yo. Then we meditate with Phil Jackson. Oh my goodness. Yo, now play a little bit. <laughs> bro, you feel that, that was fun. Wasn't cool. that fun? Hell yeah. So listen. This has been the podcast. I'm Morgan J. We got Hell Brent yeah. Pell over here. Brent, you want to let us know where they, people can find you? At this point, uh, people can just Google you, huh? I guess, but type my name into YouTube. Type, type it into type YouTube. Type it into YouTube. Type it into Instagram, Brent Pella. Um, and, you know, follow your heart. Drink some water because you're probably dehydrated. Up. But uh, also do whatever you want to do because we're all going to die one day. So that's might as well right. do it. So that's the podcast, y'all. Shout out to Big Money T on the Keys. Uh, you could uh, find me on the internet. Just look up Morgan J, J-A-Y. And we'll see you next time. Great. It's great. It's great. Isn't that fun, bro? I think Topher did the best. <laughs> <laughs>